They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. We bring you another edition of Throwback Madness, brought to you by my co-host, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm the host, Ron Pashry. I'm here with Ek2Fly, Eric Trambicki. Taking it back. <laughs> and the voice that runs the place, hailing from Bangor, Maine, until someone from that state mercifully downloads one of our shows. Uh, Mr. Wednesday Night Live My best friend Aaron Lloyd So would you like to tell the listeners first What show you picked for Throwback this month Backlash 2000 Overbooking at its finest (laughs) And would you like to refresh their memories On the rating system Yes if it's a horrible show It's a job If it falls someone a middle It's a slobber knocker If it's a fantastic show It's a showstopper Alright so you want to kick it off With your rating There's only one thing missing In this review (laughs) That's Capri Sun So damn you Wawa (laughs) So, but this Corona will do. Yeah. So, back in the day, I didn't have my scramble box because there was something going on with it. So, mm-hmm. I begged Mama Alo to buy me this pay per view. <laughs> she wasn't having it. Mrs. Wednesday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Wednesday Night Live. She wasn't having it. No, not at all. On that Sunday. So, I wasn't a happy young Alo at the time. <laughs> I wasn't a happy young eight-year-old Alo. So I had to wait for it to come on VHS, and this was the first VHS I actually bought because back then the WWF Coliseum Home Video. No, I'm not that old, Ron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was from one of the bodegas, but okay. uh, <laughs> back then the VHS they were more they were more expensive. Later in the year they would drop them to twenty dollars, mm-hmm. but the VHS at, at that time they were like forty bucks. So this is actually the first one I actually got, and I want to give this show a showstopper. It's my favorite pay-per-view of all time. Yeah. It still stands the test of time. There's not a bad match on this mm-hmm. card at all. It was a lot of fun. Like, you really can't say much bad, like, what is this on this show? <laughs> Who booked this crap? Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't really say that, because everything was, like, really fun. It's yeah. really fun and interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a showstopper. I'm really interested to see what you guys think. Yeah. I am... Eck, I'll go to you first. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a high, high... High slobber knocker. I really wanted to give it a uh, showstopper. Um, I have a nitpick or two, mm-hmm. small ones. Um, with the build up to the upcoming backlash and payback coming up, just to kind of yeah. go to current product, there's stuff going on right now, and I'm just kind of like, man, this is just typical WWE logic for B, B pay per views. <laughs> now, Watching this show, I normally, with the throwback madness is when um, my best friend picks them, sometimes I normally cringe, and I'm normally <laughs> like, you know what, I don't know what to expect. You've been known to cringe. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this show. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it, uh, top, to fi- top to bottom. I actually, about two, three months ago, I watched the Hardcore Championship match from this show. Um, there's a lot of high points from it, and again, it, it may have been... The year 2000's version of how to treat a, a B, B pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, nothing really major that... Um, but, but yeah, I'll I put a high slobber knocker. Uh, we all know I don't just throw the, <laughs> the showstopper around. I've really been on the fence about this. 
Now, would you guys mind if I wait till we talk about it before I give my rating? Go ahead. That's fine. Because I think that may actually push me one. I'm like right in the middle. And I want to give one rating or the other. That's fine. All right. Remind me at the end I'll of the show. You. Don't let me forget. So in the MCI Center, Washington, D.C., as always, great vignette. Shows us the, uh, the McMahon-Helmsleys. Shows us the, the destruction that Austin had caused over the previous weeks. And it was going to be the, uh, the much-anticipated return of Stone Cold, or so we thought. Time out. Yeah. Actually, after re-looking at my notes, I'm backtracking right now. It is a showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how much he makes me cringe. <laughs> that you, you're yeah. willing to not even give it a showstopper. My main nitpick, uh-huh. after re-looking at my notes, I made this nitpick like right at the halfway mark in the uh-huh. show, and I kind of pre-predicted the end of it, trying to re-remember everything. Yeah. And after just re-looking at it, I remember I crossed it out. Uh, so the main thing, yeah, it's a showstopper. showstopper. But continue. We'll so we got two showstoppers and one one to be decided. Um, love the set. I like the swinging hooks at the top of the stage. I, I like when they put the time in to make the pay-per-view look different, look like its own thing. Uh, did anybody else notice that the replay sound effects... Back then, yeah, sound a lot like the Wyatt family's sound effect now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, because there was a couple of times that I was kind of like not paying 100% attention, and that was the first thing I thought of was that the Wyatts were about to come out. Um, Deborah McMichael comes out, that was her return as well for one night, yeah, one night only to, to be the special guest ring announcer for the first, first uh match. She didn't even do that right, no, she was not a good <laughs> ring announcer, uh, debatable. <laughs> Now, like you're a big Deborah fan, right? So, going into this upcoming weekend, we have uh, not just House of Hardcore, mm-hmm. we got Icons of Wrestling. I still can't believe Derek McCauley at the mm-hmm. last Icons of Wrestling mistaked Deborah for some other middle-aged blonde woman. Mm-hmm. Broke my heart because I got <laughs> a lot of excitement. I'll still never forget being in Acme with my brothers and my dad and um, one of the WWE magazines that had a <laughs> spread of Deborah <laughs> and um, some like mixed of lingerie to like a Swim business suit. suit. And um, I remember just like sitting by the magazine and I was just looking and staring at all this and my like I was trying to get my dad to buy it and I was like, real nervous <laughs> and eventually he opens it and the page falls out with like her poster and he was just like he didn't know whether he wanted to be proud of me or like (laughs) be a little like worried but he was like alright there's something good here my my dad hated when me and my brothers were in wrestling at a young age so but I mean right when she came out I had one word and it it was definitely not Deborah. it was uh, good old um Lawler with the puppies I mean I I was focused right in I didn't even realize what match was going on that yep. is one of the iconic catchphrases of the Attitude Era, was, was Lawler yelling out puppies. You heard it mm-hmm. 15 times every week on Raw, every pay-per-view. So good. Yeah. Uh, we had X-Pac and Road Dog. I think she's underrated, too, from, from all time. I mean, she wasn't really in ring, but, I mean, she's... Yeah. She well, was, no, for, she was, like... Her time period. She yeah, was, she, she was, was legitimate. She was, like, part of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she was definitely a big part of the show. Uh, X-Pac and Road Dog with Tori against Edge and Christian, who were the reigning defending tag team champions. They got just under 10 minutes for this match. Is it just me or was the Road Dog completely played out by this point? I don't I don't think so. I just think it just felt different with him with X-Pac than Billy. 
Like he started talking, and I was like, I was I was cringing watching Road Dog talk before this match. I was really? like, oh, this is bad. Maybe I'm biased because he's uh, an avid fan listener, and, and listener of, the, of the podcast. Brian James. Um, yeah, BJ, what up? Um, this wasn't for an IC title, so we, we enjoyed the match. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, there were some things in there where I, I know I, I gave him shit on the show or mm-hmm. kind of his in-ring work. Uh, you know, he's... Phenomenal in the mic. Um, his open opening promo was short and sweet, and you know, nice rhyme. Boom, got two words for you, <laughs> and then into the match. Um, his in ring work in the during the match, his selling was good. You know, he wasn't terrible in it. I actually enjoyed the match. Yeah, he, he was like a rich man's Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the main thing I took away from it, it was funny because at, during that time, um, to my memory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, DX were heels. And I, I do like it was kind of the rare of the babyface winning by cheating. Yeah. So I, I well, they weren't even babyface. They were heel. Education. It was heel versus heel. Heel versus heel worked. That's the first thing in my notes. That actually can actually work because Edge and Christian, they were the heels in the triangle ladder match earlier in the month at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania 2000. So that was like the first thing in my notes. DX over. Mm-hmm. I love King pointed to this. He's like, must be a lot of politicians in here because what made the chair for DX and then it's saying Xbox sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I That was kind of like the like a flash forward of what it's like now. Exactly. It's like <laughs> like people uh, saying feed me more when Ryback comes out. Making Vince say like, ah, oh, they like it. And then during the match they do it. <laughs> and it's like you can't just cheer for the, the catchphrase and then hate the guy. It's like it, it, it sends the wrong message. But, I, I know I'm going to get heat for uh, this. The original DX song or this DX song? For me, the original. The original. This is cool. It's catchy. I I like hearing it like sporadic, like, you know, um, DMC right from the beginning. Yeah, I don't mind that one, but to me, and I've said this before, like, what an influence DX was on me in, like, my late teens, early 20s, and that song, to me, nothing can top Mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, the, the the newer one was good, but to me, it didn't capture the same thing as the first one. Okay, well, um... I consider this match basically the real birth of Edge and Christian's personality because they were kind of, they, they were kind of getting out that whole brew thing not mm-hmm. long ago, and then they didn't really become Edge and Christian yet. Like they beat the Hardys and the Dullies early in the month, but yeah. they didn't like legit become Edge and Christian. And commentary they kept putting over one of my nitpicks how Road Dogg and X Pac are the best team in the company, but they never been yeah. tag team champions. <laughs> and they and Jr. and King kept selling them Edge and Christian as the underdogs, and they put over how Road Dogg at the time was the six-time tag team champion because that's more than anybody in history at the mm-hmm. time. Next was the former tag team champion, but heel versus heel works. They both got their heel tactics in. They both both were um, in the ring at the same time on both occasions, and they were legit birth of Edge and Christian. They had to cheat to quote unquote beat the best team yeah. in, the, in the company at the top. And people were already like, that was definitely an era where you could be a babyface almost if you were mm-hmm. a heel. Like, the anti hero was kind of what everybody wanted at that time. Uh, I thought this match was fun. It was fun. Um, Enjoyable kickoff to the show. I, I may catch heat for this also. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to get everyone's opinion. Uh, I know in the regular show we, we always do the um, underrated, overrated. Mm-hmm. Xbox, Xbox in ring work, underrated, overrated. I think in ring work. I think I'm going to say underrated at this point because I think people. I almost feel like Xbox that guy. Like when you bring him up, people are like kind of Xbox. Like they kind of laugh him off. 
But he he honestly was good, and he had like a good run. I, I mean, it was it wasn't a long tag match. It had a solid. Mm-hmm. You know, I I felt like it was just over ten minutes. But it, I, you know, I I thought he was phenomenal in that match. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I would get. I'm going underrated. I don't know. Yeah, the term X Pac Heat is overrated. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but he's underrated because I never had a problem with X Pac. I don't know where this X Pac Heat generates from. But I never had a problem with X Pac. Yeah, I thought he was good, and he and he was different from everybody. Like when he came back mm-hmm. after being in WCW, he was different from everybody else that was there. And again, he was another guy that was part of a lot of the stuff you remember from the like mm-hmm. his stuff with mm-hmm. Kane when Kane had the voice thing, the voice modulator, or whatever. That entrance will forever be great. Yeah. Kane and X Pac entrance mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah, I'm a big big fan of of X Pac. That theme song. <laughs> I said that theme song. No, the entrance. <laughs> I know, but that theme song is good too. Uh, we see The Rock get out of his limo backstage. And I have to say, I love the way that The Rock was packaged at this time. Like just getting out of the limo, the dress pants on, the dress shoes, just the open button down shirt, the sunglasses. Like he just always looked exactly like that like character was supposed to be. Yep. Um, yeah, perfect. Uh, Scotty Too Hottie against Dean Malenko for the light heavyweight title. This one actually got about 13 minutes. Actually, the first thing I thought of during this match was Kurt Angle's Hall of Fame speech when he told the, the guys and girls sitting out in the audience now, like, if I could give you one word of advice, don't take yourself too seriously. You know, make yourself the butt of a joke. Every now and again, it will work in your favor. And then he went on to show all the ways he made himself the butt of a bunch of different jokes. Scotty too hottie. <laughs> like, silliness and making a joke out of himself was exactly why he was over. <laughs> like, there was nobody much sillier than him. He looked so stupid. His clothes were stupid. His hair was stupid. The and worm. The was stupid. Yeah, I mean, the worm. All that build up just for, like, a chop onto somebody laying on the ground. And it's so crazy that that was his finisher because I'll, I enjoyed the hell out of that match. It was a great match. That mm-hmm. match was phenomenal. Um, talk about false finishes, good spots. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of parts early in it where right when it happened, I was like, okay, cool. I thought that match was, wasn't going to get more than five yeah. minutes. I was like, okay, cool. Um, if Dean just won this title, he's obviously going to retain mm-hmm. it. There was a couple of points where I was like, okay, I guess Scotty had the title twice. Mm-hmm. Did, did, does he win it right <laughs> back? Like, I, I was really confused. I was into the match. There was a couple of parts where I actually hit the 30-second uh, rewind. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the match was great. Um, Scotty Tuhati took bumps way better than I recall. <laughs> it, it was a good match, entertaining match. Yeah, it got 13 minutes and deserved every one of those minutes. Yeah. Sky Too Hottie wrestling in his bucket hat. <laughs> well, that, that was so great. I mean, uh, commentary oh, sold that. Uh, I guess he said to he said to either Jr. or um, or the King early in the night that he was uh, going to win his title without taking his hat off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this was no longer the Universal Title. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was actually it, it, I had that in my notes as well. Yeah. There was a pretty cool. Um, I guess they showed the package from SmackDown yeah. from three days prior, mm-hmm. where. Um, you know, Dean wins, and he's leaving with uh, a red strap, and then he's coming back out with black yeah. strap. Yeah, because we saw a kid at Access with his dad, and the kid was wearing the belt, and I said, nice belt, kid, and the dad looked so proud. <laughs> Beaming with pride. Exactly. It's like, the way your dad felt when you busted out the Deborah McClain. Dean Malenko, obviously great worker. That 
Countering the superplex into the top rope DDT was a was vicious insane. It was. That was awesome. That was something I rewinded twice. And then I just always, I mean, the huge, huge eruption for the mm-hmm. worm. Like, that crowd went absolutely nuts for him to do that. It was great. But yeah, good match. Dean Malenko retains. We see the, Mc, the McMahon-Helmsley faction backstage. The Stooges are allegedly back on board. Vince <laughs> is saying, you know, it's all hands on deck. Uh, everybody's got to pitch in to uh, to defeat The Rock, which for large portions of that match, that's exactly what it, what it was, was The Rock against everybody. Um, next match, another tag match, The Boss Man and Bull Buchanan against the Acolytes. This was pre-APA, correct? Yeah. But it was still APA, but it was going by Acolytes. But they were not what they eventually came to be and what we eventually knew them as, right? Well, they were a- APA was Acolyte Protection Agency, so they, but they were the APA. They just went by Acolytes. But were they at this point already with the uh, poker games yeah. backstage? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I was figuring, for whatever reason, it didn't look like they were uh, presented that way. I thought this match was good. It was good. Bull Buchanan, actually, I think, actually, Jim Cornette just mentioned something about him on something I watched. You mean Roman Reigns? Yeah. (laughs) He said that Bull Buchanan was a guy who just, like, was not used his potential, which kind of made me look at, give him, like, a second look. And he was, I mean, he wasn't bad. But he got a little push after Mm -hmm. he split from Bossman because he ended up being the King of of the Ring tournament in that year, too. Yeah, but he, he looked like he could have... Could have been something. They ultimately won with the the nightstick, as is classic for the big boss man. Uh, from this match, I mean, I actually I don't know if it was a, a throwback madness recently. There was something else I saw Bull Buchanan in, and it was a throwback. I, I always it was forget, that Shane match. Yeah, I always forget about him from that time period. I always feel like he first came with Right to Censor, and then mm-hmm. he was bling bling Buchanan. Like, that's <laughs> what I remember. Um, obviously, there is some other stuff. Some people would say he was underutilized. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go that far. Yeah. I, I, I think what he was also in a handicap match against Taker at a, a Mania. No, that no. was Nathan Jones. Nathan. They, they resemble each other a lot, though. <laughs> and, by the way, I, I found it hysterical. That Uncle Teddy was referring a Dude, tag team. Match. I had that was the next thing in my notes. <laughs> really? so, yeah. I actually have also in my notes. I, I thought it was uh, ironic um, <coughs> that he was prob- that he was pinning his uh, road buddies, the buddies <laughs> taking a loss. Yeah, you'd think all the money all the money he allegedly owed them, he would have been in the tank for them, but you, he was it. not. Uh, we had the the Hardys and the Hollies backstage talking about their competition later in the night over the hardcore title, basically saying how if they have to, they're willing to beat the other one. We get this was Crash Holly versus Taz versus Jeff and Matt Hardy versus Hardcore Holly versus Perry Saturn, Crash and Hardcore Holly, both weighing in allegedly, allegedly over four hundred pounds. I, I, I love that. Which was great. Um I loved that how much they used the set. Yeah, like that Jeff climbed the hooks, or was it Matt that climbed Matt, the hooks? Matt, oh, Matt climbed the hooks. Uh, somebody got slammed through one of the hooks mm-hmm. and broke it. It was crash, crash. Okay, fitting, fitting. Yeah. Um, before we talk specifically about the match, how like how much do you miss the Hardcore Division? That was like it was it was such a unique presentation on WWE the whole twenty four seven thing that it could happen anywhere it. By itself, it made them have to do things different. It made them have to do different things on TV. I know you're a huge Hardcore Division fan. Uh, Eck. To answer how much I miss it mm-hmm. after watching this match, I could probably go home and I could rewatch this match and enjoy it again. 
this match deserves showstopper in my opinion. <laughs> I think it was great, but that's me being a mark and loving that division. On a scale of 1 to 5, I would rate how much I miss it a 10. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd rate it 20. On a scale of 1 to 20, I'd rate it 100 on how much I miss that division. That match was awesome. Uh, it's kind of like if they were doing a battle royal, how you could expect a tag team to come out. Yeah. Well, it was a six-pack challenge, so the Hardys come out together. You got... How ironic that it is that, or the the humor that Crash Holly or yeah. Hardcore Holly weighs allegedly four hundred yeah. pounds. Um, the commentators doing and he's great. like five five. <laughs> the commentators selling selling Taz being a, a former ECW heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Um, they were playing off everyone's stats in there. Uh, the use of the no boundaries. Um, Jeff doing a swanton off a ladder during the match. I mean, everything about the match was good. Uh, I missed the division. I missed the 24 hours. I missed the unpredictability. Now, also, you got to realize they had two, or was it, how many tag team matches were on this card? Two or three? Three, I believe. Three. So there's three tag team matches. So th- six tag teams got utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hardys are a valuable tag team. Well, if you don't have something for them on the card, boom, they could have something to do with the hardcore yeah. division. You had. The mid-card guys being used, and then arguably, I know people have said it on the show, um, Taz was underutilized, mm-hmm. but they are claiming that he was a heavyweight champion elsewhere, yeah. and they're mentioning that in this match. You know, if you weren't fighting at that night for the European or the Intercontinental Championship, this was the right place for you to be. Yeah. And it made, you know, there was a few tag tag matches that, you know, there wasn't uh, a championship they're fighting for. Um this this just made sense. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Alo, your thoughts on how much you miss the hardcore division, or if you even do. It's kind of it depends who it's on because the one thing I didn't like about the hardcore division is like literally everybody that had no business being quote unquote hardcore went after it. That that was my only problem with it. Like Crash Holly, the goat of hardcore <laughs> division. The Houdini of hardcore. <laughs> he was hysterical. Mm-hmm. The way he would run away. Mm-hmm. To not defend the title, I know we reviewed Judgment Day 2000 last right. year. He tried to take a nap, and they tried to get away taking a nap. Um, in He's, Bro- like, super paranoid, yeah, right? Yeah, um, in, in Brooklyn at Fun Time USA, the kids tried to pin him. It was – he was <laughs> – like, like I, I hold the hardcore title synonymous with him, to an extent, Al Snow, RVD, and Steve Blackman. Like, those are my, like, four favorite hardcore champions because they have like, a legitimate right to be quote-unquote hardcore. And – some guys, they can benefit from it today, but yeah. I don't think it, the title has a place in today's company. Yeah, my feeling is is not even so much that it helps guys as that it helps the show. Like, it forces you to not just have the same camera angle for three straight hours on Raw. Like, you're, it forces you backstage. It forces you outside. It forces you to be doing different things with it. Um, you don't be a great hardcore champion? Yeah. James Ellsworth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now I miss it even more because he would be perfect for it. Well, so uh, to answer my opinion on uh, Aaron's statement in two different directions, one, all six competitors in this match were right for the division. Mm-hmm. They were all right for the match. Um, let's say going into Backlash, th- that is the next uh, SmackDown mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. up. Let's say if they had the division back for SmackDown, imagine kind of re-going back to what's currently going on. Um, now, obviously, I don't want to say Shinsuke or someone, but you got Baron Corbin, who is just contending 
for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm -hmm. However, he's doing stuff, jumping people in the back, using a forklift. He could almost have that Taz-esque role, yeah. or that Hardcore Holly-esque role. Now, you had a tag team like the, the Hardys in there. You could put Breezango because they're doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the thing. Breezango wouldn't fit the mold of "quote unquote" hardcore because they're not rough around the edges. That, that, that's why. That's what like I I would see as the hardcore a hardcore champion to be. Well, some people they just got. I mean, they got almost developed to it. I mean, you got you can't say that every great person held held that title was. Yeah, but that but the the guys who held that title was like long like. I think Trish or Terry was the hardcore champion for us. Oh yeah, I mean it, it was long. I'm not I'm not dis- disputing that there wasn't bad hardcore champions, but mm-hmm. I do believe to me that was part of the charm of it. It was, was a charm of it, yeah. <laughs> but I was uh, my thing is like the the grit. You could see Jerry Briscoe. Yeah, anybody would win. Sixty five years old. <laughs> is a like, anybody champion. could win the hardcore title. That was the fun part of it, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that. It happened so much. It was fun, but it's like this guy's a hardcore champ, and at the same time, that belt was a joke. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I laughed during it when the they toy said, version was a joke too, from what Ed told me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the replica, the replica. I mean, WWE was selling it with um, electric tape that fell off. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, the, you know, I just look at it. There were people that did not fit that mold, that did adjust to do better in that mold, mm-hmm. and. At least gave them somewhere to be. Um, as much as Stevie Richards was hardcore in ECW, he was not hardcore in yeah. WWE. Yeah. And like, see, I almost right when you said that, I almost wanted to mention him. But he was phenomenal in the division. But I mean, right to censor or pink tight Stevie Richards, you would not think is going to be someone brawling in the back. Yeah. Or Goldust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goldust. Booker T. He had some great hardcore championship matches that I think people would forget about. Booker T was a hardcore champ? I, I don't think so. No. Yes, he was. I, uh, no, I don't think so. The hardcore it, t- when he came to WWE, the hardcore title was faded now. Because Goldust no, and Raven were It was fun. still there. Too. No, he, he won it. I don't know if he ever came out with the belt. He definitely won it at least once. He probably got cashed in on right away. But okay. Not. We'll call it, we'll call it that. <laughs> well, here I'll, I'll plug WWE. They they can throw some sponsorship dollars for this. If you haven't seen it, the uh, WWE just did a DVD recently on the Hardcore Championship. I know Booker <laughs> T was in at least three matches. Or, huh? look, or look it up on WWE, WWE Network. Nine 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 plus tax. <laughs> <laughs> Great match. Yeah, Ayla. What were your thoughts on this match specifically? Um, it was fun. Crash just running, hysterical. Um, Hardcore Holly. Just always smacking Crash in the head. I mm-hmm. thought was always perfect because he's the smaller cousin, Elroy Jetson, basically. <laughs> Other than that, it was a cluster. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I thought it was fun. It gave like Eric said, it gave six guys that were quote unquote hardcore something to do. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It was the match that it was supposed to be. Uh, real quick, I'm just trying to see if Booker T ever did hold this before we move on. This is, a, this is such a long... Yeah, he held it on... He won it on May 4th, 2002. Lost it on May 4th, 2002. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like that was his only reign that I mm-hmm. see here. Um, but moving on from that match, we had a segment with Shane backstage with Coach. Shane, the special guest referee for the main event. Uh, Shane saying that we'll, he will be impartial. He's happy that his dad has so much confidence in him. Uh, that leads into Kurt Angle versus The Big Show, who at this time was uh, not taking WWF very seriously. <laughs> uh, he was trying to be very entertaining and, for the most part, succeeding. Uh, 
Angle, love him. Obviously, everybody loves him coming out and just berating the crowd on his way down to the ring, saying, I'm like George Washington, I cannot tell a lie. Almost anything he ever said on the way to the ring was gold. Um, shame on all of you for re-electing Marion Barry. Thought that was hysterical. Then the big show comes out as the showster, dressed as Hulk Hogan. I loved it. Ayla, what did you think of it? it. The stocking cap? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I thought... Yeah, the canary trunks. I I recalled the the showster gimmick, but I thought that was something that was just used, or I just remembered Mm -hmm. it maybe being used on um, Monday, Mm -hmm. Thursday night TV. Uh, I thought it was hysterical. I took it by surprise. How good was his promo? It It was great. (laughs) Spot on. And I think a lot of, uh, you know, me at the time, I vaguely remembered him working with uh, Hogan. So, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of people that were watching that that if they didn't follow WCW, they were just like, oh, my gosh, he really knows Hogan's gig good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely comical. uh, Great humor from both guys are on either side. Yeah, of how it. awesome was how mad Angle was he at, was. <laughs> at he was him so being mad. the showster. Like, just pissed off about it. <laughs> What's the, he, uh, I mean, it, it was hilarious because, you know, in Angle's eyes, he should have had tag team gold. Uh, mm-hmm. What was longer, the promo or the match? Promo. Promo problem. <laughs> I think the match only got two and a half minutes. Yeah. I think JR slipped up and said, oh, the old no sell by Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I was cracking up at that. Now, the old no sell is like, ah. <laughs> I don't know if Vince would be happy about especially today, he today would like yeah. anyone talking about the no-sell. Uh, yeah, I thought this was fun. I thought it put over the big show. as like, this is what he's supposed to be. It's like the most dominant force in pro wrestling. Um, I love that he hulked up immediately. <laughs> and, like at The bell rings and he's already hulking up. <laughs> Hits the leg drop and everything. It was awesome. Destroys Angle. Uh, Angle can never get enough credit as far as I'm concerned for how great he was. I think he's finally, not that he didn't get his just due from guys like us, but I think like the, the quote-unquote WWE universe at large, there's a lot of people that probably didn't see much of Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. He left in what, 2000, what three, Six. 2006? Okay. I mean, that's 11 years he was gone. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole generation of wrestling fans that never saw him in a WWE ring. Uh, never get enough of seeing Angle. And then the big show, I still think he's underrated at this point. Yeah, all seven-year-old fans haven't seen Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Shout-out to our seven-year-old fans in Aston. <laughs> um, the Dudleys versus TNA with Trish. Hmm. Trish, notorious for casting the spell on Bubba Ray. And he me. wants to put her through again. Yeah. First, he wants, first uh, thing in my notes. Right. Um, <laughs> Bubba's trance was arrogant on the yeah. TV. <laughs> Is that why you love Bubba so much? Uh, we got mutual. Is that like how you got how you connected with Bubba? You were like, yeah, I get it, Bubba. We were side by side, <laughs> same <Yeah>. face. <laughs> he wants to put her through a table so bad, but just can't do it. Uh, we had Billy Corgan ringside. Who who would have thought ten years later he'd be running uh, mm-hmm. TNA? I don't he's know up, if he's still no with more. the company anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like the top guy there for a hot minute. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I love the Dudleys. I've said on this show every time Test has been on one of these old pay-per-views that that dude is underrated. Um, Bubba finally gives Trish her comeuppance and puts her <laughs> through the table. Despite her best efforts, she gets taken out on a stretcher. Bubba in the trance is one of my favorites. <laughs> so I, 
there was a couple moments where he got to do it really short with mm-hmm. this uh, recent nostalgic run. Uh, I just wish they could have played into it a little more with those uh, power bombs for women, but I, I understand why in the yeah. present day they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Alo, your thoughts on this match? I like TNA a lot in all, all carnations except for the wrestling. But, um, <laughs> like we said, Tess and Albert, a tag team, because. They were both big guys, but it worked because Tess can actually move. So yeah. I was a big fan of them, but they didn't really amount to anything. Um, in uh, earlier in the Bossman and Buchanan APA and um, APA match, they made mention of all the tag teams in the company. I'm like mm-hmm. that was a stacked tag team division. And TNA they, they didn't really even get a their real shot at tag team, at the tag title. We said eight tag teams just on this card. Exactly. <laughs> and on, on a pay per view card, yeah. you can't even get that. They have the tag teams that we see now. We consider. They're seen as jokes, mm-hmm. but I really did like this match. And the Bubba Trance was perfect because she was doing this <laughs> for weeks. And I just found it amazing how they put a whole video package about the, about some men beating up women. Yeah, <laughs> and getting cheered. Exactly. And that's the other thing. Obviously, the that crowd loved Trish Stratus. We all did. But loved even more seeing her get thrown through a table by Bubba Ray Dudley. Awesome. Um as the ambulance pulls away, <laughs> right behind it, the 57 so Chevy. Good. Something so that I forget so much from this mm-hmm. era, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, the 57 Chevy with so Eddie good. and China just coming back from his prom. Mamacita. <laughs> with the roses in the full tuxedo. Oh, so good. Drives the 57 Chevy down the ramp. Well, he, he's about to forfeit his title because he's going to be late. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up in style. Like, show But what a good style. touch of him pulling all of his gear out of the trunk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Even down to the championship. And yeah. the belt. <laughs> yeah, the title, the elbow pads, everything out of the trunk. And he wrestled in his bow tie. Wrestles in tuxedo pants, dress shoes, a cummerbund, and a bow tie. <laughs> Better than Ryback could wrestle in his singlet. So good. Or his fake Goldberg gear. <laughs> So good. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. You're uh, shooting at every bald man with a goatee. I am, because they all want to be me. <laughs> I'm in. There's only, there's only one me. This is true. <laughs> Eddie and China will forever be underrated. Yeah, it was awesome. Everything about that was great. And I, I liked at this point that commentary was actually talking about how gorgeous China was at yeah. this time. Not calling her a man and saying she was ugly. Um, not saying, like, oh, who would want to see that? Um, it was a good match. My only disappointment was we got no frog splash. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, what is, I was like, what's this neck breaker? Mm-hmm. Like this spinning neck breaker. I didn't remember that at all. I, I remember the finish. But I was like, oh, I forgot. I was like, oh, but that was his finish for that match. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Did you remember that, neck? The, the spinning neck breaker from Eddie? I don't. There's a lot of people I forget that a neck breaker was a finisher because I feel like Stone Cold says on his podcast all the time how the DDT is overused mm-hmm. um, and probably been overused for past decades. Uh, decade, yeah. Um, and again, almost before my time, I think he was pretty much retired from in-ring work. By the time I was an avid follower, uh, Rick Rude's finisher was the uh, Rude Awakening, which was a neck breaker. Mm-hmm. I really don't recall anyone winning matches with a neck breaker, so I think it's a pretty forgettable move. Yeah, I didn't remember it at all. And then trying to get stripped mm-hmm, by Lita. My God, Gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> For, um, also, my Eddie's note, reaction to it. Priceless. Awesome. He's, he's, like, he's like, I'm getting something nice. <laughs> and then she's mad, and ultimately she's like happy about exactly. it by the time they leave. Exactly. Because <laughs> I like how they transformers transform from this Amazon mm-hmm. into eye candy. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. Because mm-hmm. 
being with Eddie kind of womanized her. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie got the win. But that's another thing, like, that Lita and China, two women, are, like, looming over this match. Like, China got involved a couple times. Lita was trying to get involved throughout the match. I love that. What were your thoughts, Alo? What? Uh, you were about to say something. I didn't think I, I cut you well, off. Okay. Just to go off that point on, you know, switching China, it's just and another reason why this show deserves to be a showstopper. Think about everyone that is on this card, top to bottom, all decent matches. Mm-hmm. Or think about what character they had then, how over it was, or how over it wasn't. But almost everyone on this card, except a few people, uh, newer guys, um, but if you go even to different promotions, you would say almost everyone on the card was over to a different persona, a different character. They got to where they are on this show. They were over. Mm-hmm. And then a lot, the majority, if not everyone on the card, went somewhere else with another character and got it over again. Right. I mean, how many times can you think of a, a B-level pay-per-view recently where everyone on the card is over to an extent? They were over in a different enigma of their self mm-hmm. and then went on again and are going to go and it could could change them. Right now, almost any time we watch anything with WWE, we're almost nervous that <laughs> it, it's too late for them to change. Exactly. Uh, interesting cut from China walking out with Eddie to Triple H and Stephanie backstage. <laughs> um Basically, Triple H saying I'm going to prove to The Rock and to the world that I am that damn good. Saying how everybody calls me the game. I think I mentioned this on the show a month ago that I'm pretty sure he gave himself that nickname. Yeah, I sent you the video. And Alo sent me the video proving that he did, in fact, call himself the game. So, Hunter, I know you called out Seth. and I don't even know why I'm getting into this. It was a work. But <laughs> <laughs> that tells you I, I still suspend my disbelief for this stuff. <laughs> He called out Seth for making up his own nicknames. Well, Triple H, you did it too. So he's not the only one. Um, Vince sitting in there insinuating that Stone Cold is having some car trouble (laughs) and may not actually make it, which almost ruined JR's night right there. (laughs) JR was not happy about the idea that Stone Cold might not make it. Uh, We see Benoit with, with Michael Cole in the back. This is another one that kind of is a little bit weird that he said, oh, he likes to call me a robot, but I have emotions and I can't wait to <laughs> express my emotions. I'm going to take pleasure what I'm about to do to Jericho, and then all I can think is like what he actually really did. And I'm like, oh, like the, it, it wasn't sitting right with me. Uh, but Jericho and Benoit for the Intercontinental Championship got 15 minutes, just as good as you'd expect this mm-hmm. to be. Jericho calling him Benoit and Mr. Roboto. Uh, they were in like a, almost a chop off at the beginning of the match. Yeah, this match is about what I expected. Alo, was it was this part of the selling point for you about this card? Was this IC match? Yeah, because nowadays we, we know too much. But with these, two, like I'll get to this in the main event too. But you would think that this is actually a real fight, and yeah. these guys legit hate each other because they were all like nose to nose, like mm-hmm. actually smushing each other's nose in to chops. This is basically the same the kind of clinic you would think of when you, when you see these two. I like I like the finish of it because mm-hmm. Benoit is the one who brought the belt in. Yeah. He hit Jericho with it, and Jericho kicks out. Then Benoit goes for the headbutt, and then Jericho uses the belt that Benoit brought in and gets disqualified. I did like that finish because it kind of like evens them out. And then on SmackDown the following week, Jericho would win the title, but then on the next week on Raw, he would drop it because the Helmsley regime made him defend it three times in one night. 
<laughs> so good. I wish I would do it again. <laughs> so good. I, I, there was so much stuff that was good about uh, that storyline, that that match. Um, me and Aaron being months apart of each other in age, and I, I'm assuming back then you watching this, you you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But if you ever hear me and Aaron bitch and whine about what they do with these mid card championships yeah. and the Intercontinental Championship not having a good match. This is what a damn match should be. Mm-hmm. If this were on a pay-per-view and it's for the Intercontinental Championship, it should be that good. I mean, uh, both guys deserve to win. And then both, it- both guys were great. Um, the, the finish made you angry. It got you in, in you know, you, you were invested in it. It's and Jericho actually acted angry by what happened. Uh, he didn't just, didn't just slowly walk out of the ring. Right. Yeah. Like, you feel like so many times. We, we How many times have we said it on this show? That somebody should be angry and they're just like... Not yeah. like he was legitimately acted angry, and we have this match of high regard and disqualification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was part of the story. I mean, and, and really... it fit the storyline. I mean, most yeah. of the time, it'll it'll end it'll end that way. But it's like at least this one, it, it kept you wanting more. Mm-hmm. And how good did that spot look on the replay? It did. With him p- picking up the belt it and did. him going head first perfect. into the belt. It was awesome. Um, does that lead us into the main event? Yes. The Rock versus Alo's favorite of all time, Triple H, with Shane McMahon as a special guest referee for the WWF Championship. This one got 19 minutes. Uh, the Rock had his customary promo with Michael Cole before the match. Most electrifying man in sports entertainment. So he says. Yes. I liked <laughs> that this was like a brawl early. I liked that Vince didn't waste any time getting involved. I thought this match was a lot of fun. Ayla, was this match the main reason why you picked this pay-per-view? Yes, because this is arguably arguably my favorite match of all time. It really? Might, yeah, it's, it's up there. But it might not, like, from an in-ring perspective, it might not, because I had a lot going on. Like I said, oh, I called it overbooking at its mm-hmm. finest. Because that's what it is. And it's been the slogan for it. <laughs> and that's what it legit was. Like, it was, it, was, it was in the ring, and all the emotion was there, and then everybody that was involved actually kind of, like, Got what was coming to him. Yeah. Like, just the entrance. Like, well, first of all, young Stephanie. <laughs> young, looking, innocent Stephanie. Yeah, looking <laughs> good. <laughs> she she was incredible. Um, the entrances, just like, you could just, like, the entrances, like, Triple H and The Rock's entrances, and the stare down from when The Rock was on the turnbuckle and triple, staring down Triple H in the ring, that was better than almost anything you would see today. Mm-hmm. I just watched that. The heat, the heat between them two, like, you you felt it. Yeah, it was, it was real. Yeah. Again, again, maybe this is, for, for me and Ayla, reliving youth, but, I mean, that that's what we grew up on to, to a high point, and then you're also adding uh, the third and one of the most important people that, you know, we grew up on. It, it, it was just so good. You believe that those guys hated each other. You believe that every blow, they wanted to hurt each other. It, it, yeah, I it, loved it. And it was all about the title. Yeah. It was literally all about the title. Today, you, you, today, we don't even know what the title's on the line because nobody cares Triple about H it. Triple H has said it in over two dozen promos, and it's a reason I respect him because mm-hmm. it is something that's important. Eat, breathe, and sleep. Not the business, the title. Because mm-hmm. all that man gave a damn about was the title. At the time, The Rock wanted the belt. Austin didn't give a damn about nothing unless mm-hmm. he had the belt. Everyone there was always looking for the belt. Yeah, no, it was about the title. Yeah, even the the pop The Rock got. Mm-hmm. Like, like that whole the whole night, the the crowd was 
loud. And yeah. even the rocks pop, like, oh my God. And I like right away that they were taking advantage of the numbers game. Mm-hmm. Like even Vince throwing rock into the into the post. Triple H um both guys were down. Triple H Vince Shane's trying to help Triple H up and Vince is yeah. him with the title. The rock bottom through the table. Awesome. The double rock, the double rock bottom, bottom the table Triple H and Shane. Yeah, because first of all, like And Vince and Stephanie's reaction to the, it. The gulp. <laughs> yeah. Vince's gulp perfect. Stephanie's in shock. She's like, oh my God. Yeah. And that was like a checklist because Shane got his come up into being the referee. And then Pastor and Briscoe come down. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then um then Austin comes in, he blows the roof off again off the off the arena. And then he not he goes through the, every he goes through everyone, including Triple H and the in the Briscoe's and Vince and Shane. I love Vince just pushing Shane mm-hmm. <laughs> into Austin. And yeah. then Linda comes down with Earl Hadner, who I did not mind. Here. <laughs> the only thing that pissed me off about was the next um, Thursday on SmackDown, he got his own entrance because... Really? Yeah, because it was in his hometown. Oh. So that was his little covert push <laughs> right there. But it fit. Because Ste- um, Stephanie, if you would... Did you watch SmackDown like right after watching this, or do you just remember? I remember this. <laughs> I remember this, clearly. But, um... Um, a few weeks prior, Steph- Stephanie had smacked Linda in the face. So Stephanie got her come up by Linda pushing her on the ground. Yeah, shoved her to the ground. Yeah, yeah. and also two weeks prior, Hebner coming out, that's when Triple H fired Earl Hebner because that fast cam win, that's when Jericho supposedly won the title and they had a mm-hmm. reverse decision. So everybody in the regime got their comeuppance in this match. Yeah. And that leads to the rock hitting people's elbow, Earl Hebner counting the three count. Overbooking at its finest. So can I make overbooking at its finest the tagline on this episode? Yeah. Like throwback madness, <laughs> backlash 2000. And then we're overbooking sure. at its finest. Oh, you should. <laughs> and, then, and, the, and the other thing is, you don't have to wait 365 days for authority figures to get their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. No. It, it, it yeah. happened on a B-level pay-per-view. WWE, this stuff happens Backlash on a B-level pay-per-view. Backlash 2000 was the best show of 2000. Yeah. Uh, it, it tells that is a mania. You, mm-hmm. It tells you everything you need to know about Austin. No, that was horrible, by the way. Everything you need to know about Austin, that he literally comes out for 60 seconds and steals the show. <laughs> he took out everybody that was in his path with a chair. And did not give a damn. No. And walks right out. Rock gets the win. The glass shatters again. Blows the roof over the place again. He drives. He tows in the uh, DX Express that he had destroyed weeks prior, and then chugs a beer with the Rock. Is it just me, or did he overshadow the Rock a little bit on that evening? I think Austin being in attendance will overshadow anyone at that point. Uh, I don't know. I found that I like the the show ends on the Rock, but it's like Austin, but they kind of won the night. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it overshadowed him because The Rock, even in the vignette going into the match, you know, mentions how, the, you know, Austin's in my corner. Yeah, so yeah. I think it just played that. Well, I don't. I don't think he overshadowed him because The Rock had so much sympathy going for him, and like Austin just added to it. And those guys were kind of on the same level, and Austin's last big feud before getting hurt with his neck injury was with The Rock. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay. Even Vince, even like the the, um, the SmackDown prior, Vince was like, "Don't trust anybody, Rock, because you can't trust Austin because he's the yeah. battle snake." Yeah, DTA. Don't, don't trust anybody, <laughs> Rock. The so the thing about this this era, like Eck, you said, I mean, top to bottom, the names on this card, top to bottom, the fact that you have two absolute legends in this match against each other. And then a third guy who's bigger than both of them gets involved in the match. We have nothing like this now. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just 
that guys that are that big are that hard to find that sometimes it might take 20 years to find the next one? Uh, because there was Hogan in the 80s and Savage and guys like that, and then there was nobody till these guys came around. We're still waiting for the next guys, really. Cena, I guess you could put up there. As much as you but is, is like Cena, to say it, but Orton's kind of there as well. You I mean, think so? He, he has to be. He, people can argue it, but there are people that pop from their men and women. Uh, I know a lot of people that are Fairweather fans that will ask me about the product around Mania and SummerSlam that are avid Orin fans. Uh, Orin has a little bit of military background. People like him because of that. Mm-hmm. He has 13 world title reigns. Uh, people pop for the RKO. Kids love him. He's there. Whether Mark's like us, dislike him or like him, um, he's there. Hmm. It's interesting you say that because I look. I've always looked at him as a guy who has been very successful on paper, but hasn't translated to like that people really care about him. I know he has his fans, but I feel like The Rock. Everybody knew who The Rock was at this time. Uh, John Cena. Well, I would most put, people I would, know who John I'd Cena. I put him almost to that Triple H category. As where he was as, like that next tier. Yeah. Like where I, I think all of us, if you don't love Triple H, you at least respect him. Mm-hmm. And um, we all know who he is. He's huge. Um, the accolades are there. What he's done for the business. Everyone's got a. Everyone but Laugh has the match that he's been in that they love. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have faction he been in, whether it was Evolution, whether it was DX, that you have fond memories mm-hmm. of. But there are people that you can't walk down the street and you can't be guaranteed to walk up to someone and say, hey, do you know Triple H? But you go up to someone and say, hey, do you know who Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, or John Cena is? That. I would put Orton almost to that. Like, Orton is... Well, to, I don't think everybody knows who Triple H is. I don't think so, no. Because of DX. But everyone doesn't know DX as well as everyone knows who Hogan, who Hogan, Austin, or The Rock is. Yeah, I think, unfortunately for AAA, or maybe it's not unfortunate, because I know he had made a lot of money with it, but, like, DX was known more than the individual guys in it. Even, same thing even like Michael. NWO. NWO, same thing. Like, HBK, who I'm, I'm pretty sure, he's, is he number one on all, th- all three of our list? Like, if our, our Mount Rushmore, is he number two. one? He's an, Okay, two. He's your number two. Okay. Um, most people would not know who he is, but they know what DX is. Like, I think DX was bigger than each of those yeah, guys. Yeah, I think due to social media, he's known for the guy that kicks someone named Stan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so we don't have the big stars like that that we did then. Some of that might be because these guys were allowed to run a little bit more than the guys now are. It's Not overly scripted part. like they it's are now. It's got to be a huge part. It is. Uh, so are you guys ready for me to give my yes my rating? Definitely. 100%. So, one, after us discussing it and having a fun conversation about it, after points that both of you made about you know the, the depth of talent on this show... The level of entertainment they brought in a B-level pay-per-view, I will agree it is a showstopper. I don't give them out often, but this one deserved it. Star-studded card, good matches from top to bottom. Well-earned. Yeah, a very entertaining main event, a great Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah, showstopper. So, Alo, very good choice. Great choice. It was, it was a fun one to watch back. Uh, we have... I guess we might as well get to our next month's choice. My small nitpick with Uh it originally while watching it, and I wasn't paying attention to what I remember about And I was like, man, 
I know what Aaron's saying about this. This and I knew how the match ended. Yeah. But I was forgetting that uh, Hunter was walking into the main event with the title, <laughs> and I'm watching this, and I'm just like, man, this is like every modern post-mania pay-per-view where no titles change. And I'm watching the match. I'm like, first off, I said it already. Like, the light heavyweight championship match was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, my, now we always praise WCW's cruiserweight division. That light heavyweight championship, I think everyone should just look at see what matches, at least what matches Malenko was in, because yeah. that match I thought was awesome. Well, he, they didn't do much with that because after that, the title was basically obsolete. It, well, yeah, mm-hmm. until the invasion. Then Before we X-Pac, even know what obsolete was <laughs> at the time. Until <laughs> the invasion, then X-Pac uh, got hurt with it. But, you know, neither here nor there. Just saying, um, hardcore championship match was awesome. And I think right when I'm watching that, I'm like, I I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to praise this show. And it's a show Aaron picked. <laughs> uh, I was enjoying that. There was singles matches I enjoyed. The tag matches, even when they weren't for a title, they were good. Um... I love every different um, version of DX. So the Xbox Road Dog tag team was a treat to rewatch. My whole thing, I was like, man, I just wish a title changed. The main title, the WWF Championship, changed on this. I really can't think of nothing to complain about this show. This show is definitely a showstopper. All right. So. It's on to Act 2 Fly for his choice for May for Throwback Madness. I am very interested to see what this is. <laughs> All right, I wanted to do something different for the month of May. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, we went like four to 17 months in a row mm-hmm. where we went like 01 pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it even went into 02 where they were all it in did. a row. It went four. Don't ever do that to me again. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did... I think around Throwback Madness, or I think it was around February, right before Throwback Madness, um, we did on social media. If you can pick a show on the WWE Network, that was for February. Mm-hmm. You know, that will be our choice. Uh, so we got the month of May. Uh, I figure let's do something different. I'm gonna go for May 16th, 1999. Okay. ECW Hardcore Haven. Wow! First ever non-WWE pay-per-view. Huh. Eck, I like it. So there's a whole bunch of titles being defended. There's some upsets. There's some surprises. Uh, I think it'll be a great show. I think we should all enjoy it. I think um, for guys like me and Ayla who are younger then, who we've probably watched sporadic guys Mm -hmm. that we got to love when they came over to WWE, it'll be great for us to rewatch. You, it'll be great to revisit that youth. The godfather of the podcast, Joe Laugh, will be pretty excited. He's marking out in the car right now. I I hope he's smacking his Ford Explorer's (laughs) steering wheel right now here in this. Uh, I think we should all enjoy it. I... You know, partake, enjoy with us. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, watch this episode. You will have about three to four weeks to watch it, and then you'll hear our review with us. Yeah, I look forward to it. Like I said, went went off brand, off off WWE brand. Love it. Uh, I guess that's the show for this week. Thank you for being a part of Throwback Madness for Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki for. The voice that runs the place, the European champion, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next. And we're out. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. 
tuning up the band, y'all don't understand, fist of Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again, fans mocking man, man I hate my balls, shut the basement man, it ain't safe to land, off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell, talking madness, awesome well, what I'm cooking man, y'all off the smell.